Wilson, like a cork in the ocean over his head. Marking contest over the top, Subic's great grab. Across the ground, bam, in comes Donny Wurzlow. Got it out to a oh. kick, kick smothered, check, Hunter. Who would have thought the sequel would be just as good as the original? Kicks inside 50, McGovern, McGovern, what a player. Shake needs to be in perfect the premiers of 1992. The 1994 premiers. Premiers. The 2018 AFL Premiership team. The West Coast by Keys. Keys, welcome back to the show, mate. How are you? Yep, new year. Yep. See how we go. Same Keys. Yeah, well. Yeah, same stupid Keys. <laughs> well, we've got a new face on the show, not a new voice. Asterix, you have been on the show before, but video debut for yourself. So welcome to the live stream, mate. How are things? Going very well. Very happy. Good to hear. Fantastic to hear. Things are uh, a bit up in the air in West Coast Eagles land at the moment. We were going to do a bit of a list analysis. We'll crack on with that in a second. Bit of breaking news, though, guys. Uh, Asterix, Jack Darling. The news is that he's coming back to the club. He's vaxxed or he's found a way out. It seems like he's going to be vaxxed, according to the West Australian. It seems like he's back. Until we know more, until he's at the club, I'm not too sure you know, how much to say, but it's breaking news nonetheless. Yeah, let's just park it and... When we get real truths coming out, we can discuss it a bit further next next one. Yeah, that's very fair. That's very fair. Look, guys, as I mentioned, we are changing things up a little bit this season. Rather than an hour-long episode, we're going to do two half-hour episodes or aim to do two half-hour or so episodes. Uh, a couple of reasons. It, it gives us more timely information. You know, you get a review straight after the game and a preview right before it. Gives you guys more chance to watch. It's easier to consume 30-minute content than an hour content, let's be honest. And uh, Keys, it also gives you twice as many uh, chances to rant about the Eagles. So good news for you, I'm sure. Oh, yeah, I'm sure everyone's looking forward to that. (laughs) But, uh, yeah, yeah, so a couple of cracks at it. But, yeah, only half an hour, though. have to clear the runway so anyway here we go so look round one is around the corner guys and uh it's been a long off season it's been a strange off season for the west coast eagles some have called it the worst off season in history uh but in general what we're going to do today a bit of housekeeping who are the ins who are the outs who are the new faces where have our other coaches gone and all this sort of stuff asterix i'll throw over to you for this one a lot of change for the west coast eagles this off season fill us in yeah we had probably been one of the biggest list changes for some time we had 10 outs uh, we had six go out from our main list. That was Vardy, Ainsworth, Johnson, Cameron, Brander and Shepard. Uh, although Shepard, I'm still not sure whether he's on the list and he's off with a, a long-term injury or whatever. Uh, we had four rookie list people out in Venables, Hutchings, Archie and Collins. So we actually had to do an extra two because we'd taken um, Collins and West in the pre in the mid-season draft. So we had to drop it back down to 42. So we went into the draft night with picks 10, 29, 35, 45, and 65. We came away with Chesser, Hoff, Bazo, Williams, Clark, and we'd previously traded in um, Petreski-Seaton. 
And then probably in the last two weeks, we've finalised. Uh, we didn't take any rookies on the night, but we took four rookies during the SSP period. And that of Dixon, Stranetica, Nation, Joyce. It's actually put 40, um, 44 people on the list, but we've uh, brought it back to the total amount of 42 required by placing Chester and Cole on the uh, long-term injury list. Uh, quick recap what's happened with our future draft picks, because I think trading and drafting, mm. you've got to look at the futures as well. We've kept our first, second, third, gave away our fourth, and we've also picked up Port's second rounder. So, in fact, we've come away with a slightly stronger hand for 2022 draft um, than we went in with. So, all in all, pretty good. Um, do you want us to go through what we've got with the, the the key people or what do you want there honey yeah i thought i thought let's crack in and talk about some coaching changes first because we can yep. we can get through those there's been a bit of change in the coaches box as well keys uh we've had adrian hickmott go across to hawthorne we've had jamie graham go across town to Fremantle, trying to broaden his horizons there what are you thinking that we're losing by by losing those two coaches we talked about change being needed but are those the guys you actually wanted to see go yeah, probably Hickmont and Graham seem to be probably the two most highly regarded coaches from outside the club. Um, you know, Graham was, you know, touted as a possible coach at Collingwood and got, I think, a fair way down the path in that process before he sort of got tapped on the shoulder. Um, so he was, you know, pretty well regarded. Hickmont from what I can tell, was um, I don't know if post is quite the right word, but sort of Sam Mitchell seemed Lord. to want him mm. um, over there, which would indicate that the absolute minimum Sam Mitchell rated him as a um, as an assistant. So, so I think he was, and the players seemed pretty. Um, wouldn't be up, wouldn't say upset, but they they were sort of quite vocal in their support of Hickmont and wanting to wish him the best at the club fairest and best. So he had, from what I could see, like a pretty good relationship with the players. So um, so in some respects, kind of sad to see those two go, but we did need... Um, they've both been there for quite a while. Um, Jamie Grain have been there since 2014, I think, mm, yeah. from memory. And... And I think Hitmon had been there perhaps even longer. So there was there was perhaps a um, yeah, I think the club identified in the off season there was a need for a refresh and um, if you're not gonna move the head coach on, um, then moving the deck chairs with the assistants is probably the next best thing. Um, I I got the feeling the club was sort of happy to see Graham move. Um, that was sort of in the wings for a little while. Um, I don't know that they were necessarily that happy to see Hickbont go. I didn't. I, um, that's just the feeling I get. There's nothing that was reported to sort of back that opinion up, but uh, it probably kept. Um, it probably meant that Luke Webster kept his job because um, I think of all of the assistants we had, he was. He's certainly one with the last profile and probably the one that 
I thought going in the off-season was one that we could maybe move on. Um, Pratt sort of had been dabbling with the the women's team as a coach and the waffle team and, and things like that. He sort of come back in as a backline coach and given he was looking after the backline in 2018, um, him returning to that role is not a, not a bad thing, I don't think. Um, and then, you know, we brought in, I think Schofield was a very good addition um, and, and someone I think from what he said uh, had been on the cards for a while and I think we... We tried to get him two years ago, I think maybe three years ago, um, but he wanted to come in as a two IC, and Jamie Graham was still there, so um, so he went to Port instead, um, and when that position's opened up, uh, you know he he's he sort of moved back across into his uh, I know where he lives, but yeah, I know he's back there. Um, no <laughs> just a bit, things, of, but, bit of a scoop there, yeah. Don't uh, worry about he, that. He does, uh, he does all the Uber Eats from time to time. So, um, <laughs> get out, Jeremy McGovern, so if you're listening he as well. Get, um, and I think he'll, I, I, I think if, um, a, a valid criticism of our coaching group, particularly since Mitchell left, was, um, uh, we didn't have any sort of campaigners in the coaching group, they were kind of. Niceish guys, and I think Schofield sort of addresses that. I think he's got a bit harder edge to him than um, certainly Jamie Graham, who was from all reports a really really nice guy. Mm. Um, and the other one we got Manny Knights, that was a bit of a surprise. Um, uh, pretty big get because it's we've seen how hard it is to get guys to move across the country. Um, so getting someone like Manny Knights to who's got no connection to WA whatsoever um, to come across. That's um, uh, in speaks uh, bon- Peter, speaks Peter Bell vernacular. Spot. That's a bit of a feather in the cap. So, there you um, go. Wow. And, yeah we'll, yeah, we'll see when the season starts what sort of impact they had. There's probably a really small sample base so far to, to judge that. And clubs do tend to um, not quite show their hand completely in uh, pre-season games and, mm. and I think West Coast in particular are notorious for that. So He is hoping. Yeah, yeah, well, Keys, I've got to be happy because you, you look at the midfield, you've had Schofield running the midfield at uh, Port and he's mm. really defined the roles that he wants, the Wines to play and Boke and so forth. He's really mm. got that nicely structured and you've also got Knights who's, you know, what he was able to do with Kelly and really play on Kelly's benefits. So actually looking at not just Kelly, but looking at the likes of Redden or Yo, what are their attributes they have at stoppages, what in the midfield, et cetera, that they've got, and actually utilise yeah. them. So I'm actually feeling quite good because that's been our Achilles heel for some yeah, time. Yeah, and I, I do like what you said about Knights with Kelly. I think um, – I, I don't think we've used Kelly the right way no. since he's been at the no. club. Um, no. Part of that's been circumstance. Um, with the with the injuries we've had and things like that, and I think whilst we're not trying not to go over pre-season, I think the um, the pre-season game on the weekend with Kelly having thirty odd disposals or something like that, maybe maybe we've um, you know Knights, Knights has sort of got that focus on Kelly's role a little bit better 
and um, he'll have he'll have the big season we hoped he was going to have two years ago. And the yeah, goal. You can't, you can't expect Kelly. You can't expect Kelly with when he lines up in the centre bounce downs with Sheed and Gaff as his two other midfielders mm. to play the role like he did when he was in in uh, in Geelong. And that was yeah. that's not just that's not just injuries. That's bullshit match committee playing too oh, many yeah. players. Ab- so, absolutely. You know, so. We, we, we pick Young West, an inside nuggety bull, and we mm. stick him on the half-board flanker as an oh, outside yeah, yeah. midfielder and stick Buddy Gaff in the middle, and we think, well, why, why are we kicking around corners and getting our asses kicked? Yeah. No, there's... So. Yeah. Hopefully we see that change come round one, but we'll, we'll hold... We'll hold fire on that till next week, maybe. Nah, wait to see. Um, wait to see the fruits of their labour. But yeah, fair to say, though, everyone in, was excited. We also brought in a couple of um, underlings, like Jacob mm. Brennan's coming as an assistant, and nice uh, Robbie Wiley. Uh, yeah, Robbie Wiley's a waffle coach, and I think waffle. that's yeah. Robert, Robbie Wiley as a waffle coach is is a really good move. Um, that's coming from a Christchurch boy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> I think I, while he's shown um, he's really good with young kids, he'll develop them. And I think I think what we needed at the waffle level was someone who's not looking for um, higher coaching aspirations. He's happy mm. just to sit in that role and say, "Look, I'm gonna I'm gonna bed down the the the, um, the style and uh, that Simpson wants." Um, and I think Robbie Wiley, through his career, he's worked with some really strong personalities, most notably Mick Malthouse. So I think he's someone who's not going to take too much shit from anybody. Um, so I think he'll be, he'll be really good for the young guys coming through um, and it'll be, he'll be an enormous benefit for our, um, for our development. He was, I was really happy when he came on. Asterix. What are coaches without their cattle, though? You know, we've had a, a few ins, a few outs. We'll go through some of the outs, and uh, I suppose we'll do them in order of importance, let's say. I want to start with Brad Shepard because it was a shock in a way. He's only, of course, had the one big concussion situation, but, of course, we know that concussion is a devastator, and it can do that. We've lost Shepard. It's a hammer blow to the structure. It's a hammer blow to the culture as well because he's a great guy. Losing Brad Shepard, where does that leave the Eagles this year? Well, we've lost an A-grade Halfback flanker that can play on talls and smalls. Devastating, as you said, but you know, just get over it. It's wonderful. Let's celebrate him. Um, mm. We're going to miss him big time out of that defence because the likes of Nelson, Cole, Duggan, Rotham, none of them go close to him. So there'll be a big void there. And I think he also covered up with uh, he was he was some of the he was delivering some of the fastest run out of defence that we had when you look at the um, the Telstra um, tracker. So we're going to lose yeah, a lot with him. Yeah, I think that's that was the the one thing I sort of thought with Shepard missing is he was one of our few defenders who actually had some degree of speed. Um, we're, we're we're kind of slow back there, and Shepard out just makes us even more so. Um, plus, he's you know we we talked when he had his two hundredth game about how reliable Shepard mm. was throughout his. Yeah. The back end of his career, you know, you could always count on him um, to have a good game. But I do think that last year, um, towards the back end of last year, Shepard's form did waver a little bit. And that's, I guess, in hindsight, perhaps the, 
the impact of of some of those head knocks was mm. maybe catching up with him a little bit. Um, but yeah, he, he's he's a big loss. Massive loss, absolutely. And guys, jump in the comments. We've got a comment here from Greg, which we'll get to a little bit later on when we start talking draft and and the younger guys coming through. But jump in the comments, have your say on these players as well. You know, was it the right call to move some of them on, especially when we talk about the new boys as well? Be good to uh, to get some fan thoughts on on where we're at and who we brought in. Let's take it pretty quickly here. Vardy, he was cooked, got a better offer over in Victoria to play some country football. Move on, he wasn't ever going to be able to play again. Happy at that? <laughs> Pretty much. I mean, okay. we'll get to it when we get to Stranatica, but Vardy was a break okay. glass ruckman and, and it was broken the glass. He's gone. Ainsworth hated the time we actually drafted him, hated him being on our list. Um, he tried hard, but, you know, I thought we are getting an inside bull and then went an outside runner that couldn't kick, couldn't hand pass, couldn't tackle apart from that. No loss there. Couldn't even get a gig back at Subi, so he went to the lowly Perth to be able to get a game. Okay. Um, any more to say about that? About Ainsworth? No, absolutely no. not. Okay. Uh, Mark Hutchings. Let's have a chat about Mark Hutchings. He was well, on his last Mark leg, Hutchings. but he did play a role. Look, a great servant. Should mm. have been. We were too late. We, should, we were a year late in delisting him. We played him in 2020 during the COVID. He, his two games, he was in the first quarter, he had us down one man. Because of his soft tissue issues, we just we, 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 it was a year too late. We should have done it a year before. Okay, so great servant, and I, I think we could spend time to eulogise how good they were. But this is just going over list management. It's a hard decision. Just do it. Good decision. Same Keys, as Arche, all those sorts of guys. Yeah, Venables we touched on last Venables. year. But I mean, Archie, the guy didn't play as a forward. The guy wouldn't no. stay down. The guy wouldn't play his role. He, you know, he just, his second efforts and his third efforts at waffle level weren't there. So, yeah, fine. Um, good to get rid of him. Collins, um, never showed anything. I went to a few games at the waffle level. Really, really didn't He's as good as the submarines named after him. That's right. The- the best thing Will Collins did for this club was he got keys to sing in the air tonight by Phil Collins on this very show last year. That's what I will remember it for. Thank you, Will. But that's his service, I think. And it's it's about the same as Johnson. Johnson, yeah. to me, you know, he, it was uh, the thing that pissed me off is we wasted some good picks on uh, in in that draft year on Johnson and Jamison, when I think we could have got them much later. Anyway, good for him off. Look, Cameron's a, Cameron's a touchy one, very talented. Something's not right with where he's at. Mm-hmm. Um, does he want to go over to Brisbane and play with his brother? Does he want to go back to Swans? Does he think that AFL's too too hard and too brutal? I don't know. But, uh, boy, from two years ago when he kicked four goals in, in, in that night game, yep. I thought we were on for a little champion here. Um, but he's severely disappointed. And I think that's – look, I hope for his sake he comes back and reinvents himself at the Brisbane Lions. I really do because he's, he's got talent. Um, unfortunately, he was our best tackler in the forward line. Uh, yep. he, could, he, he was actually someone that could pin a tackle, which actually says a lot to some of the players that we've had in our team. Um, Rugby background on that one. Keys, let, I'll uh, clear the runway on this one because this is probably the one that's going to need the most chat. Is the last guy – We've done Shepard, we've done Venables, Vardy, Hutchings, Archie, Ainsworth, Cameron, Ben Johnson, Will Collins. Keys, Jared Brander, talk to me. Um, yeah, puts a uh, put a footnote on 
one of our most curious periods. Um, mm. It was an unexpected selection at the time, uh, but supposedly had too much talent to to overlook him at the draft. Um, as a key position player, either forward or back. Um, I watched him in the pre-season intra, in a scratchy in the pre-season kick four goals in a half. And I thought, well, we might be onto something here. And then in the third quarter of that intra-club, he got injured. Mm. And that kind of sums up his career. Every time he looked like he might be doing something, he got injured or fucked up. I mean, we, we just... Um, quite why, whether it was his attitude, which I never heard the club query his attitude while he was there, so I'm assuming it wasn't that. We developed him badly. We bought a key position player then to try to turn him into a defensive wingman, which kind of looked like it might have been paying some sort of dividends last year. Then inexplicably, mid-year, he just he got dropped and then didn't find his way back it's in the side. And, yep. Um, you know, I think from, that has a lot from, to do with his agent and his discussions he had with the club about where yeah, he was heading. Yeah, I, I, I sort of he was have something stay or... up here because I think he got, I think they got kind of fucked over by his attitude or his manager's tactics or, or whatever. Um, but to see a guy with that was that was that highly rated, which we can pick thirteen ahead of mm. Oscar Allen, Tim Kelly, um, and we know how he's sort of turned out. Um, they rated him high on that. To see him walk out the door um, without even getting a bag of twisties for him, um, yeah, but we, super, we super disappointing. Um, look, you know, he kicked five games his first scratchy for GWS and then got just about donuts in his second game. So who knows where he'll end up. He, he might embarrass the club. He might not. Um, I don't know. It's just, just really disappointing how it how that sort of thing turned out and and where you do sliding doors and you look at that draft and it was was it Brander Brander, Allen, Ryan, Aysworth, Petricelli. You swap that around and go Allen, Kelly, Kelly, Ryan, yeah. Ainsworth, Petricelli. Um and you, you basically say we got brand we get Kelly instead of Brander keep all those draft picks that we gave up for Kelly um, and we're looking a whole lot better now than what we... So, yeah, that whole thing just just really disappointing and it was just, uh, you know, probably kind of a fitting end. It was just a screw-up in the finish. Um, Tough one, Asterix. I've got a theory on, on Brander that Mickey Adlett, Ablett said uh, we, got the two, we got the best key defensive uh, player and the best key forward in that draft in Brander and Allen. I think Brander saw himself more as a forward, but actually he has the attributes to be a better backman, more at the centre-half back, the less contact player. Hmm. Um, But he didn't want to. He kept on wanting to be a forward, and he probably was bitching and complaining in the club. And then you've got someone like Oscar Allen that says, pick me, I'll play anywhere. Hmm. Um, So I think there's a little bit of that alongside of it. One thing I noticed pretty early on, and I, I don't know if it was uh, the first pre-season they got drafted or the, the second one after they both been at the club a year, but 
you could see with Oscar, just even at training, how competitive he was. He hated yeah. losing. Yeah. He hate like, you know, and he was playing, he was, you know, going up against McGovern, Kennedy, Darling, um, Schofield, those sort of guys. And most times he'd get beaten. But because he was still just a kid. But you didn't like it. And you, you, you see it. Brando, yeah, not so much. And I think the fact that when there was a spot that was maybe there to be taken, and it was like, okay, well, we need someone to maybe chop out in the ruck. Alan put his hand up and he did it. Mm, Brando, who's, Brando's who's taller. Nah. So can't just, heart. Just, just, or just Alan can't heart. Yeah, just, just I, on the, I, I the think... way we've developed um, hmm. Oscar Allen, that's a bloody criminal shame we've put him into the ruck and his injuries. It reminds me of so many players, even Kevin Sheedy said, we've got problems with putting our tools into the ruck too early. Their body's not ready for it and then we'll ruin their bodies hmm. for life. Hmm. I just hope we haven't done that to Oscar. Hmm. Yeah. But you can't deny it. he's going to fight anyone you put him up against, even when Jared Brander was early yeah, on the got, list. You, you've, got stop, to... you've got to stop yourself from putting the young well, think... guys up in the ruck too yeah. soon. At, yeah. yeah. At the end of the day, I think, yeah, we're just getting back to the list. I don't know that we've lost too much with Brander walking out the no. door, apart from the the snowball effect of, yeah. of the drafting thing. But the, the in terms if. of, you know, I, I, I don't know. He's If he has stayed at the club, I don't know that we're our list is in much better shape because I don't no. know. I don't think he's going to embarrass the club. He might. He'll play. No. He'll play the odd good game here and there, mm. but I don't see him becoming a, you know, 50, 50 goal, 40, 50 year a goal for year. Fucking what? Forty to fifty a goal a year forward. I just don't That's think it's going to happen. That's a, it's not, nah, it's good not talent, no heart. Honey, is what it is. Honey, let's Yo, let's focus let's, on on the on the future. Here yep. we go. I'll throw this one to I'm, you because I'm, I'm not a I'm draft glad guy. Went, glad we went half to 10 on it. Look, Chesser, I was one of the go. ones who wanted an inside midfielder. Johnson or Erasmus would have been done for me. I was even happy with Hobbs um, or Gota, but we got Chesser. And because of the absence of the under-18 football in Victoria, i just not seen him. Not seen anywhere near enough of him. Spoke to a couple of people and they said, no, there's a lot more behind him than you actually think. Um, and love his attitude about coming over. He, he's going to be a real winner for us. He's a bit more outside than I was wanting, but uh, that said, we we need that outside class and 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 run. He's got and, pace, hasn't he? Yeah, he's got pace. He's got skills. He's got endurance. Mm. I mean, what did he do during COVID? He he he, he had the, he had the pace. He developed he's over got a two heart. years endurance, and he's got a heart. He's, I think he's going to be a champion. Mm. Hoff came from the southwest. Talented, pretty skillful, actually. The longer the season went last year in the Colts and within the WA games, the better he looked. Um, I heard we were we were picked to him. I'd actually seen more of him in the state games on the half-forward flank, and I'm thinking, oh, shit, another half-forward flanker that they're going to pretend to go through the midfield. But the intel was, no, he's actually not bad on the midfield. He can play half-back flank as well. So he's a utility player, and we should be pretty happy on that one. Next one we picked up was Bazo. Now, all you have to do is go back and watch the Swan District's grand final. He went on Jacob Van Royen and shut him down. He's, he, he's been playing at Guildford as the 
goal kicker. That's because he's, he's a good footballer. Not that he's a great forward. He's just a good footballer. He's a better defender. And he can just shut guys down and still intercept and impact the game from there. Great choice. Williams, I didn't realise how young he is. He's a very late birthday. He's already grown to 198 centimetres. Now that's starting to get real as a key forward who can chop out in the ruck. Um, he's got great endurance. I think in the in the sprints over the summer, he came in really with the, the season guys on his endurance and his sprints. He was up with the top guys there. Uh, look, I, I don't know as a forward. He, he is very young. I'm Where we picked him up with the the fourth pick for the night, pretty very happy. Give it a go. We're not we're not going to win on all of them, but it's he's got a decent enough amount of uh, upside there. Both uh, Bazo and Williams were tipped to be taken in the twenty to thirty five range, and we picked them up later than that. So you've got to say mm. that we did all right. I uh, actually love the fact that we picked up Clark and gave away a future fourth. We said, well, sod it. We're thinking someone else might be there. I'm not sure of the details, but a future fourth, who gives a um, plus with the pick that we had. We picked him up. He took on board all the stuff that he was told why he didn't get drafted and actually delivered in spades at Subiaco and became went from an outside, didn't have quite enough endurance, wasn't physical enough to being really physical. The only thing I don't like about Clark is we were knew, we knew he was injured after the grand final with his shoulder, didn't put him in for proper surgery, and then it comes bloody January, February, and think, oh, yeah, we need to put you into surgery anyway. But we knew that. So this is just our medicos hoping that, uh, you know, clicking their red shoes, there's no place like home, and it's, it, yeah. Um, look, SPS, so Petreski Seaton, I saw a lot of him at Claremont in his draft draft year, or year, year and um, he's, he's silky. Um, look, he's only got a 35 to 45 metre kick, Tell you what, I reckon the likes of JK and probably Darling now are going to be absolutely licking their lips being on the end of a 35 to 40 metre kick coming in off the half-board line or in the wing. For what we gave up for him, pick 45 or something like that, um, if you said that we lost Brander and got SPS and we gave up pick 45, if I'd have told you that 12 months ago, you probably have said that's okay. So he didn't work out at Carlton for whatever reason. Um, let's hope we can get something out of him. He's got a lot of upside, um, looking very good. So after the draft, feeling really good, feeling pretty happy that we've addressed it. Not exactly the order I would have addressed it in, but uh, the pieman does that to me. He doesn't get the targets I want. He doesn't do it in the order of priority I want. He tends to go for his inside midfielders late. Um, speaking of which, um, let's go into our supplementary pickups. Let's do First it. one we picked up was Dixon. Been on Fremantle's list, Tasmanian boy, left footer, offers something different, got sticky hands, knows where to be, gives a hard contest, will bring the ball to ground. I think the likes of Cripps and Petrocelli, Ryan, uh, Rioli will be licking their lips, being at the, the crumbing end of him if he's playing, and I think he probably will be playing. Um, so yeah, look good. He's, he's tall enough and big enough to be able to do a better job than Jack in chopping out in the ruck in the forward line. And if you if unless Bailey Williams gets his skates on, he's not going to be he's going to he's going to overpass him. Uh next one Stranatica. Saw him in his draft year, loved him as a key forward. And I remember sitting with Monica and we said this guy actually knows how to ruck. Look at his ruck technique when he was uh in the couple of the boundary line ruck knocks. And so I was really pissed off that Fremantle got him 
Um, <laughs> really happy that Fremantle, like they normally do, stuffed him up. up their midfielders, but stuffed up their tools. Um, he's actually gone back to East Fremantle and developed more as a ruck who rests forward than a forward that can chop out in the ruck. He's now something like 203 centimetres. Um, good on him. Fantastic. I think that'll be a good one. I'd much rather have him coming in as second ruck than having Oscar Allen rucking. And my boy, Bailey Williams, unless he gets his finger up out of his out of his ass, Stranetica is going to be playing before him. And uh, so that's a good that's a good position of need. Now, next is Joyce. Um, Joyce had a wonderful bottom age year in the carnival and then he got injured. He was pretty light, as I think you were saying earlier, Keys, when we're talking off. Um, Nuggety, hard at it, good inside bull that we've been – well, not so much a bull, just hard nuggety at it. Um, And actually doesn't have the spray kick that some of the inside bulls have. His big, big downside has been his lack of um, endurance and durability. And he hasn't been able to break it into the um, the Brisbane midfield. And you've got to think who they've got, apart from the the Zorko, the Lion, the um, the Neil. They've got mm. the likes of two Berries. They've got McCluggage. They can't even fit Bailey. Um, was it Zach Bailey into the midfield or Cam Rayner into the midfield and um, Starsevich? So they've been playing them as flankers. So to me, it's not talent. It's not ability. Can he stay fit? If he stays fit, this is a bloody steal. I think this could be. Mark it down. It could be a great pick. I see a lot of uh, upside on him. Uh, Naish, um, he's an outside player, which generally means I don't like him. But uh, I do like him. He's, He's fast. He's actually got a good mouse about being able to read the play. And he can weave his way through traffic to avoid tackling. Don't expect him to do a lot of tackling. But uh, if we play him... Well, he'll spit right in at West Coast, then. Yeah, yeah, he'll fit him beautifully. (laughs) Culture, Um, on brand. But Naish, look, just think of the difference that goal he kicked against Fremantle on Mm. the weekend. Mm -hmm. Um, Marston would have been running in and then would have waited at the 50-metre mark and saying, who's going to run towards me so I can pass it to him? No, he says, sod it, I'm going to take this on. Takes an extra extra 10 metres... Rolls up, beautiful kick, kicks it straight through. He split his time between Adelaide and uh, Melbourne, so I don't think there's the go-home factor. Uh, the other thing with Chesser, I don't think that's a go-home factor. He's lived up in Albury-Wodonga and boarded it. Um, yeah, Because normally I look at the Sandringham boys and think you're as soft as marshmallows when it comes to go-home. But uh, he's been boarding. He knows what he's doing. He just says, I'm not going to wait for the borders to open. He'll just drive his way. Drive over. You've got to love that attitude. Yeah, that was so, good. That was a good story. All in all, 10 players. The list needed the changeover. I expect probably another 10 to go next year. Um, I think we've addressed some real areas of need. I will put up my on this, on this podcast um, thread. I'll put up the positions by age, and that shows mm. you where we're at post the draft. And I'll also put in the summary of the, the ins and outs and where we're at in the list. But hopefully that covers it for you. I was actually, so let me say, take my hat off, Mr. Pyman. I actually like what you've done this year. And I think this is the first time I can say that. Uh, yeah, that's it's news to me. And I've only been on the board for 10 years. But there you go. We've got a positive review out of Asterix after all. Uh, Keys, the draft class in general, thumbs up, thumbs down. And then I'll also throw a, qu- a question to you when you're done with that one. 
yeah, I think Asterix covered it really well. I, I think I think on the night, um, I like a lot of people really want us to draft Johnson, probably because mm. of the, the local factor and everything like that. And I was um I think my first comment when Chess's name read out was fuck. Um in pretty capital letters. Um but uh, yeah, a day or two later and you saw um you know his attitude and, and things like that and I really liked it. I'm I'm shattered that he's um mm. got the ankle injury because I was yeah you know we'll 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 touch on this next week but I I was really looking forward to to seeing him play. Um uh, we're, we're gonna have to wait a while. Um maybe even a year if um things don't go well. But uh you know I, I think you know we've addressed it and then you know opportunities are a funny thing with injuries. You know we hate I hate injuries but they create opportunities and I yeah. think yeah, with Joyce and Nash in particular, we've got two guys who, um, you know, they've got a few years in AFL systems, both the strong clubs um, that are looking for a second chance um, that that can get it. And I think Stranatica was, I think a lot of people were quite hopeful we'd draft him. At the time of the draft, and we're probably, there was, I think, a bit of disappointment that we didn't. So I think being able to pick him up um uh was was a good thing and I think you know uh Dixon was a product of the four D chess that Nisbet and Darling have been playing and um you know I, I think had Darling got vaccinated or whatever earlier I don't think Dixon would be on our list but you know these things happen and uh and now we've 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 got him on the list and uh you know hopefully he um like the others, he, he makes most of his second chance. Actually, if you think about the list and its impact in 2022 and 23, mm. if you include Clark and the four guys we got as supplemental, they've been in, they've got AFL ready bodies and they know the program. They're at yeah. that level. They're plugging in ready to play. They're, they're in an age group where a bit, you know, your, your list will probably show. I think they're in an yeah, age group does. where we're a little bit skinny, aren't they? Mm. Yeah, well, I mean, it covers those that were in the um, 2019 draft year, we've got zero on our list, even after what we've done. Mm-hmm. But having said that, we've picked up, these are in the 18, 17 and 16 draft periods. And so one one year doesn't make a big difference, but we've actually addressed that area that we were pretty poor on, which was, um, yeah, so happy. So that, that was the Suns 2018. We lost out on a first rounder, having done a good job in 2017. And... You know, I've got to say, Bailey Williams, Jamison, and O'Neill—they're looking busts at this stage. Harry Edwards on that as a rookie was the only one that's looking on our 2018 draft as any value, and Joyce comes in to add to there. So, as I say, I think we've got some big changes to make at the end of this year as I, well. I do like it's a very West Coast Eagles thing to bring in Stranatica to replace injured players when he's actually Stranatica is also injured. <laughs> Yeah, um, yeah. That's, that, a, that's five D chess. They're just going one extra level beyond that. You watch. He is you watch <laughs> there you go. That's the main thing. Um, look, yeah, for me, Petresky Seaton, good value, really good value. I was worried we were going to overpay, but for what we paid, it's almost a free swing. If it works, it could be fantastic. If it doesn't, it's pick fifty-two. So fair enough. 
I'm not a big draft guy, but I love hearing the analysis that people seem pleased with, the people who are draft watchers. Uh, Dixon, like him. Naish, I liked what I saw. Joyce, I liked even more what I saw. So mm. the one with Naish, I'm just worrying how much speed came out of the game when he started to look good, talking about the Fremantle game on the weekend. But anyway, Stranatica, we'll wait and see. Guys, we'll close off with a question here. We've got a good question from Greg. Uh, I will throw it up on the screen now. It's a bit of a novel, so thank you for this one, Greg, but that's all good. Uh, it feels like we draft players with midfield potential that either don't work up or they work out, end up in the back line on the flank, all this sort of stuff. Off the top of my head, I'm talking guys like Hearn, Shepard, Cole, Nelson, Duggan, Venables, Winder, etc. Even in the last draft, Chesser and Hoff. Sometimes it works, asterisk, sometimes it doesn't. Why are we reluctant to draft pure midfielders? Uh-oh, have we got all night? Asterisk, we're going to yeah. take off here. No, look, I can summarise that real clear. Chesser is a midfielder. He's played both. He's played the more of a balance to an outside midfielder. And his run's been so good off the halfback flank, they played him there for Sandringham, who are normally stacked deep for inside midfielders anyway. So actually, it wasn't, wasn't a problem that he was a midfielder. It was the fact that he was more outside that I didn't like. Hoff, um, as I said, my explanation, he actually, in for East Fremantle and where his career's been, he's played as a utility, which included a lot of midfield time. It was when he was playing in the state game and he wasn't able to get ahead of the likes of Ditmar and Thick Angus and Johnson that he was playing on the wing and on the half forward line. So actually he is a midfielder. Um, and both Nash, Nash is a wing come half back flanker. And the way the game is, you know, quite frankly, there's not much difference in it. Um, and we've got uh, Clark. He is a pure midfielder. Yeah. Um, which I do like. So actually, this is why I'm saying the Pieman actually addressed our midfield problems uh, pretty well in this draft and supplementary. I think the point that uh, the guy with the question was, we have had a track record of, particularly with our, when we've gone early, we have, mm. like Venables was not really a midfield, you know. No, he wasn't. We haven't, in, apart from the last draft, we haven't done a lot of picking pure midfielders. And when we have, we've... Um, they haven't developed, and I think you know we've had the likes of Partington and O'Neill and Ainsworth that um, they just haven't, for whatever reason, they just haven't worked out. And and guys, you know the, the, the list was there, like blokes like Duggan and things like that that we sort of hope might become midfielders, they haven't really. Mm. Um, what so, pissed me off with Pyman and with Bondi is that they used to come and tell us that they see great midfield in, in Venables. Well, I saw a bit of him in that final, and I've been I've been out there since day one saying he's not a midfielder. He's a very, very talented half-forward that can run occasionally through the middle as an outside midfielder in the centre bounces and so forth. So, yeah, I, I'd agree with the poster, Greg, that says we've picked way too many of them. This year, I don't think we have. I think we've picked pure midfielders. And let's face it, if you understand the Vic Metro basis they basically have a team full of midfielders that they play off the half-back flanks and the half-forward flanks. So you actually need to go back and have a look at where they're playing for their respective clubs because they can't fit them all in. And they've got a deal that you'll get, you know, if you look at it, Brayshaw was played as a half-forward and a half-back flank during the carnival. Mm. Uh, okay. And, and Petraka was played as a half-back and as a half-forward as well. Well, he was always playing midfield for his club. So... Uh, 
sometimes sometimes we it's sometimes I just don't like the explanation that you, you get these ten to fifteen touches a game player like Venables and Duggan that are very skilled. You can see straight away they're not actually natural midfielders. They don't know where to go to get the ball. But the thing that I don't like about the Pyman is his aversion to an inside tough midfielder. Yep. So the likes of Yo, he just doesn't appreciate him. Now, I've got to well, say, hopefully they you know, would make it as a midfielder. I thought he was more a halfback, so I'll shut up. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Nah, it sounds like they've gone hard though this year in trying yeah. to address it. a few more mature bodies on the list as well. Never hurt either. Uh, gents, I mean, in terms of ins and outs, that's what we set out to do. That's what we've done. So I reckon we'll call it there. Uh, we're going to come back, as I said, try and go two times a week from here on in. The, and ha- the half hour, the half 40, hour goal was a raging success. 45 minute <laughs> half hour there. That's all good, is what it is. Hey, it's uh, half hour with time on. <laughs> there you go. That's all right. Ball went out of play a few times anyway. So Asterix, great insight. Thank you very much. I love the draft chat. I love the list chat. Thank you very much. Uh, check Thank out Asterix's post in that thread as well uh, on I'll Big Footy, on the podcast thread. Fantastic uh, resource there. So, yeah, Asterix, thank you very much, mate. Keys, you've, co- you've what is this? Jack's vaccination is what you called today. That's very nice. Well, he's back. Jack's You're back. back baby. Podcast uh, back. Hopefully. Oh, well, thanks, Keys, for jumping on the show as well, mate. No worries. Take care. Guys, thank you for listening. Thank you for watching at WCEBF Pod everywhere. We're on Spotify. We're on the podcast apps. We're on Big Footy. Share it around. Tell your mate. Tell your mum. Say good day. Jump in the comments and have your chat as well. We will talk to you early next week and then we'll do a Gold Coast preview later on in the week. Footy's back, guys. See you at Optus. Bye for now. (laughs) 